Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome into the show. Good morning, Bill Ryder with you. Appreciate you being here. Good news. No rolling blackouts in California so far. Woke up today, called D-Cell. He explained to me how much he loves air conditioning. I explained to him I don't have air conditioning. He laughed maniacally, and we were off and running. We're going to bring that vibe to the show today. Tom, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer at D-Cell CBS, in a very feisty mood today, and he's going to go after some people, he told me. Maybe some people from the network. Maybe some owners of NFL teams. I don't know. He's got a gleam in his eye, and I'm ready to go. Uh, We're also coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. If you want to call us, simple way, 855-2124-CBS. Twitter sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Jerry Jones and Brian Kelly both did us the great pleasure of, um, in the last few days, putting into words literally what it sounds like when a program or an organization, respectively, are broken, and the people in charge know it. We'll play that for you in about 20 minutes. I um, I normally don't like it when people lie to me. I, I, I'm not a fan of athletes or coaches or beyond sports people in, in power treating us like we're idiots and trying to spoon-feed us hot garbage. But there are exceptions to that. I found myself very amused by Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, now teammates, former enemies. Remember, Pat Bev years ago dove into Russ's knee and hurt him, pretending that they are best friends. This would be almost like Cell and Bogish being stuck in an elevator together and having to pretend that it's exactly where they wanted to be. So we'll play some of that in about 30 or 40 minutes. Ephraim Salam will be on the show, former... Long-time NFL player, offensive lineman, one hour from now. He and I will discuss the NFL season, which begins tomorrow. We'll do by or sell, and we'll get into why the Chicago Bears building a dome stadium, and I hate domes, actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, pretty excited, by the way, uh, Tom, before we get into the start of the show. Good morning, D-Cell. Good, Good morning, morning, Bill. I like the mood you're in today. Feisty, aggressive. It's hump day. I don't think, can it be hump day on a holiday, coming off a holiday weekend? No, that's true. It's a little thrown off. I actually forgot it was hump day. I didn't send you my uh, my camel gift today. 
Yeah, no, it was a really nice way to start the day. It was not not waking up at four in the morning to uh to that. Uh Tommy Muscles D cell national nickname days star here in a, in a few weeks. I, I'm I got an invitation from remember Brady McCullough? I think we've had him on the show. Covers college football nationally for the LA Times. We're colleagues, he and I, back in the day of the Kansas City Star. Big Brady fan. But we haven't hung out in several years thanks to COVID. Got an invitation from him yesterday to go to the Rams-Bills game. And it, it occurred to me, Tom, I don't think I have gone to an NFL game for fun, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Going for work is cool because it's free. But you can't really cheer and you can't drink and you're working in the press room and you can't drink and other things. And, Tom, you can't. Have a beer if you want. I don't believe that I have gone to an NFL football game for fun. I'm trying to do the math in my, my brain here. Since 2006 or 2007. Wow, that's a long time. I think I'm going to go tomorrow. I think I'm just going to put down some of those shekels, get a mediocre seat, and go rock a little little SoFi Stadium. A little, I could give you guys a, you know, a post-game live report maybe. Or at least a report that's not live the next day. <laughs> That'll do. I uh, I told Lori, my wife, that I was going to go to the game. And she goes, oh, CBS Sports HQ is sending you to the to the opener? I go, oh, no, 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 no. She goes, oh, CBS Sports Radio is having you go to the, the game? And I go, oh, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just going to go. And there was a pause. And she goes, are you going to be able to expense it? And I go, well, no, no, I'm going to. Buy a ticket. Long pause. Can you write it off our taxes? No, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to sports game. I'm pr- so I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty fired up. I-, I was thinking about last year for for the Rams. Obviously, Rams are, are the defending Super Bowl champions, and, and tomorrow night's game here in LA will be absolutely loaded with expectation, with opportunity, with pressure. You've got the defending champions in the Los Angeles Rams hosting the team that is literally the betting favorite to be Super Bowl champions when this season is said and done in the Buffalo Bills. It's a great game. And it reminded me that a year ago, all of this pressure had been piled on Matthew Stafford, Diesel. All of this expectation and really a crossroads in his career, because there were two narratives, there were two possible outcomes of who Matt Stafford was. One was the guy we saw in Detroit all those years. And we've seen this with Kirk Cousins. Not like a change of scenery to a competitive team guarantees excellence. Stafford, before his arrival in Los Angeles as a Ram, was obviously massively talented, hell of an arm, great regular season stats, and literally no record of success in the postseason. And the question was, was he the missing ingredient for the Rams? And really, were the Rams the missing ingredient for for Stafford? Were they going to have perfect harmony which is what happened, or was there reason to find out, to discover that Stafford was what he was, that he was another Kirk Cousins, that he was a guy who, when the moments didn't matter, was able to be great, and when they did, couldn't get it done. Well, it turns out he's not Kirk Cousins. turned out he's a Super Bowl champion. turned out everything went well, but it was the crossroads for him last year. And I was thinking about this. I was contemplating trying to break to my wife that, no, we can't write off football tickets to the IRS, especially now that I've talked about it on the radio, right? Let's just make sure we get an extra check on writers' taxes in 2023. That this idea and this, this this notion in the NFL of guys who are going to reveal who or what they really are, this crossroads, this fork in the road, is one of the things that makes the NFL really compelling. 
And, and there's a few guys that come to mind for, for me in, in that respect. And maybe the biggest one, I'll give you a few, is Russell Wilson. There's an excellent story today over at ESPN.com. And, and Diesel, I, I always want to give credit to the writer. I sent the story where you and I were like going back and forth on it, and I completely forgot the person's name. Because I opened it assuming it was going to be Seth Wickersham, because he's always the guy that does this deep sort of this deep reporting, deep dive on what's really going on. Do you remember? Then it's okay if you don't, because I've forgotten. We'll just circle back if not. Uh, the story is loading. I don't remember it offhand. Whoever you are, dear anonymous ESPN.com writer, you did an excellent job, and it goes through the divorce between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, and it's. It, it walks the reader through, with sources and data, how, over time, Russ and Pete Carroll had this diverging view of who Russell Wilson was. Russell Wilson, and he's been vocal about this, wanted to win an MVP, wanted to be regarded in the same category or higher, his words, not mine, by the way, of an Aaron Rodgers and a Tom Brady and a Joe Montana and a Drew Brees. He wanted to have the keys to the offensive car in Seattle. He wanted to. What was the thing that, that, that let Russ cook? He wanted to be the guy that was the focal point of that offense. And both over the Pete Carroll era, and then going back to 2015 when Russell Wilson signed his first mega deal, when we knew he was an established star, the Seahawks still had among the highest percentage of designated run plays per season in the National Football League. They were a run-centric offense, and they did not let Russ cook. Now, there was one exception to that, where the Seahawks got off to a really good start, where they played really well, where Russell Wilson was off and running. It looked like he might be the MVP a few years ago. This is before the divorce really became inevitable. And then Wilson, according to the story and according to people in that organization, from their viewpoint, really began to make decisions on the field to emphasize his stats, this was the concern by the front office, and his MVP and his reputation, his legacy over the team. And one of the examples that Brady Henderson, the ESPN.com reporter, whose name I totally didn't forget, uh, points to is a play when the Seahawks started to play poorly over a stretch, where Russell Wilson started to turn the ball over ten times in, in four games, and he was rolling to the right. There was plenty of room for a first down, he had an opportunity to extend this drive. He had an opportunity to do what you're supposed to do as a quarterback, and that is protect the football while picking up some yardage. And instead, he threw the ball across his body, down the field, interception. An anonymous source told Brady Henderson, what are we trying to do here, win an MVP or win a Super Bowl? And it led to this really interesting situation where a guy in Russell Wilson who is an all-time great caliber quarterback, doesn't mean he'll get the recognition he deserves, who should have two Super Bowl rings instead of one, who I think has been remarkably under the radar in terms of legacy, in part because he's competing in the same era as Tom Brady, as Aaron Rodgers, who I know has as many rings, but still more talented, more successful, more accomplished. I mean, that guy wins MVPs in his late 30s just for fun, just because he can do it. Overshadowed by Drew Brees, Russell Wilson started to go to a place of at least legacy anonymity. We just didn't think and talk about him very much. And his opportunity in Denver is going to tell us, sort of like Brady, Belichick, but not as important in the history of the game, is going to tell us whether or not Pete Carroll was right in his assessment that Russell Wilson was too focused on stats, that 
Pete Carroll was correct that Russell Wilson's excellence was aging a little bit, that some of the gloss had came off, that some of the effectiveness was no longer there, and that Russell Wilson, in Pete Carroll's estimation, according to this story and the people around Pete Carroll in in Seattle, that Russell Wilson wasn't capable of letting Russ cook if you also wanted the Seahawks to be successful. We're going to find out if that's true, or if, as Russell Wilson believes, has talked about, has said vocally, people that are friends of his have said in the story, if he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport, who were held back by a conservative now, what, 70-something-year-old coach who was ingrained with the notion of running the football, even though the sport had evolved to guys like Patrick Mahomes throwing the rock 50 times. It is a huge opportunity for maybe one of the great quarterbacks of all time to showcase what he's about. That's a very good Denver Broncos team. It's a very good roster. There's plenty of weapons. They're going to let Russ Cook. They're going to let him do his thing, and he's going to have to be at the highest level to compete in AFC West, where the Chiefs are going to be favorites over the Broncos, where the Chargers are favorites over the Broncos, and, and where the Raiders still have an opportunity. Demonte Adams brought in the mix, a bunch of talent brought in, new head coach, to be really, really competitive. Tyree Kill's another guy on this list. I love Tyree Kill as a player. Dynamic, explosive, doesn't fit the typical profile, a little undersized, and so he fell through the cracks of a lot of NFL evaluators, but his speed, his athleticism, his ability not just to make remarkable gains after the catch, but to make catches that nobody should be able to make, put him at the forefront of excellence in the NFL his position. And the question now is whether or not he is a remarkable receiver without Patrick Mahomes or whether he needed Mahomes for all the excellence that we came to regard him with to be part of who he is. And it's not like Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams went to, went to Vegas, said some nice things about Derek Carr, but basically basically kept his, his mouth shut on criticizing the Packers or Aaron Rodgers. Very, and mouth shut's the wrong term. Just very professional Devontae Adams. Very, very, very gracious to everybody. Not Tyreek Hill. Guy's got a podcast. I can't remember what it's called, but if it's named, I shouldn't have said that. It would be appropriately coined because all the I didn't get enough. They didn't throw me the ball enough. Let me do my thing. Sounds like Russell Wilson, doesn't he? Although he's not a quarterback, so it's a little different. Yeah, two is a lot more accurate than uh, than Patrick Mahomes. Cool, bro. That's really. This is gonna be. I'm gonna say this. Lori's gonna get really mad at me, and she's gonna think I'm being. Misogynistic, which I'm not, but whatever. It reminds me of a buddy of mine, it does, who dated this woman who was super beautiful. She was the worst person ever, and that didn't work out. And then he married somebody else, and she's really sweet and not necessarily attractive, but that's okay. And every time he's like, yeah, she's so much more beautiful to me. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> no, she's not. That's what Tyree Gill sounds like. How about we just not focus on it? How about you talk about other things about Tua? I don't need to hear him compared to Patrick Mahomes because guess what? There's no comparison. Just tell me how uh, two is a wonderful person on the inside. The point is that what are you what are you laughing at, Diesel? Uh, Lori's not in the car, that's why I can use that analogy. But it's true. It's a true story. Tyree kills at a crossroads because he, he's a really talented guy, and if he's able to be a premier game-changing wide receiver then he's one of the few receivers who can actually transform and lift a quarterback. Normally, it's the other way around. I'm not betting on him. Crossroads for, for Kyler Murray. Remember, he got he got paid. He got all the money. He got all the cash. They put in the after-study clause. He um, he got really upset. He felt all the feels. I'm not saying that, he, that there were tears. I'm not saying that he, that he threw a, um, a fit worthy of a 13-year-old middle school girl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that after whatever happened, they took the study clause out. But now you've got to prove it on the field if you're Kyler Murray. 
you got you you need to demonstrate that you're more than the talent that commands the money that you're the ability to take that talent despite the money in some cases and turn it into success we have seen Kyler Murray play like an MVP for the first half of a season and we have seen him utterly and totally fade in the second half or second third of a season he's got to be able to close the deal and, and then lastly is the guy well I'll throw Justin Herbert in there in there too and maybe it's a little unfair to put him at a crossroads moment, but we've been saying that it's his time for, what, two, maybe three seasons, including this one, again and again and again. But I think the person who's got the most to prove outside of Russell Wilson, the biggest opportunity to showcase, again, whether they're elite or just below that, is the guy that I'm going to see tomorrow who's going through the exact same process minus the free agency change that Matt Stafford went through a year before. When I roll into SoFi Stadium, and I sit down with that beer or two or three in my hand for the first time as a fan, I'm really interested to see if Josh Allen can live up to similar expectations to the guy he's competing against in Matt Stafford a year earlier. Josh Allen is the betting favorite to be MVP. The Bills are the betting favorite to be Super Bowl champions. That is a really stacked roster. They've been through some battles in the postseason to learn how to do it, and what it will come down to is whether or not that quarterback and Josh Allen can accept the mantle and the pressure and the weight of being the guy that is expected this season. This is the expectation to be better. It's what he is than Tom Brady, than Patrick Mahomes, than Derek Carr, than Russell Wilson. I don't know why I threw Derek Carr. That'd be nice. Than Aaron Rodgers, than Justin Herbert, and then the guy across the way who's got a ring now than Matt Stafford. That's a lot of pressure. Man, I love the NFL. I could give you 30 more, but those are those are... Those are really interesting storylines in the National Football League, and we will dive into each and every one of them. I think Russell Wilson comes out on top. I think Tyreek Hill and Kyler Murray absolutely fall flat on their face. It's a coin flip for me on Justin Herbert. And I think I believe in Josh Allen, just not as much as I believe in Patrick Mahomes. How's an AFC championship and a great game sound? Does that get it done? Probably not. Let's um, let's make fun of some people. Uh, Jerry Jones threw a word salad at us on one of our affiliates. I'm Jerry, and I'm words, words, success, failure. What? I don't know. I still don't know. I've heard it three times. We're going to hear it a fourth. I'm going to hear it a fourth. You're going to hear it a, a first. And um, Brian Kelly, coming off that brutal loss over the weekend, uh, forgot to fake his southern accents and was utterly disrespected by a reporter. It's really funny stuff, and we're going to play it for you next year on CBS Sports Radio. Are you ready for Thursday Night Football? It's the game I just told you I'm going to. Can't wait. Feel the excitement with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner to the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by 7 at any point during the game, any point, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code RIDER. That's my last name, R-E-I-T-E-R. That's code RIDER. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be president in state where lawful to wager. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wager restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash 
football term. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is time to say goodnight to that check engine light. With the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, it'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone Auto Zone, eight five five two one two four CBS here on the phone. What are you, what are you laughing at, Diesel? You're right. I'm not laughing at anything. All I'm right. doing great. It's you doing good? Yeah, of course. Have a nice little morning. Yeah, sure. Why not? I did play a little joke on Tom yesterday. I uh, I like to annoyingly say to Tom for no reason. Have you ever been there? I find it very funny. And I, I sent Diesel a note, what, 5 o'clock your time last night, asking if he'd answered, what was it, did you answer the question that the bosses had for you? Yes, Spike not, and David. not one boss, but two bosses. So it and, sounded very important. And you wrote, what, what question? And I wrote, they wanted to know, and then I think I sent that, and then I waited, have you ever been there? Did I laugh eventually? Yes. After yeah. the first text, though, I had sheer panic on my face because I thought I was supposed to ask the bosses Something very important about our show, which I didn't ask them anything. Do you ever have dreams that you wake up and you think are real and then it hits you that it's not real and you have to readjust your sense of reality? I, I constantly have a dream recurring since I was 10 years old that I, that I dunk a basketball. And I would say like every four or five months this happens and I wake up and I'm like, oh man, there's no <laughs> chance in hell I can dunk a basketball. I'm not kidding you, this happened last night with the Yankees. Jerseys are blue, not black. All right. 
Well, let's find someone who says something even dumber than me. Let's do that as a way to just kind of cleanse the palate. Bogus, don't look around all... Good morning, Andrew. Is it me? Is it me? No, it's not. I like the purple sleeves, though. Let's pop uh, not really purple, but thank you. Oh, what no. color are they? Are Here they blue? Go. Here we go again. Yeah, they're they're a shade of blue. The collar yeah. is navy blue, and the sleeves are slightly less blue. Diesel, are you seeing blue or purple? Oh, I got very vivid blue. Thank you. Okay, so I'm colorblind. It's okay. We learn things about ourselves as we as we go along. What color is your Mandel- shirt today? My shirt's blue. Okay. Yeah, a little Brooklyn, little Brooklyn shirt for you guys right here. All right, one for two. Um, Jerry Jones <laughs> was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and he was asked, um, he was asked about optim- how optimistic he is about this upcoming season. This is the word salad that he gave the, the world. I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. Now, we all know it is, uh, physically, but uh, the three is where you have to go. Now, you have to have optimism to operate out in that world and commit and do things when you got to count on one and one being three. And I'm not trying to play games, but that's where the biggest uh, payoffs are, is out there. Uh, if it's there for everybody to grab, uh, at one and one is two. So here you go. Am I missing some world-famous expression, how one plus one <laughs> equaling three makes you Elon Musk? Or is and did you hear him like frantically scribbling, trying to prove to himself that one plus one is three? I'm glad he's, enough times. I'm glad he's not playing games. Unbelievable! I um, as you know, Bogus, I want to do writer than you the musical. I want to do two hour musical rendition. Oh, I thought we had forgotten about. that. Oh no, that's going to happen. And Spike approved the new the boss. Spike approved it, and um, and Diesel really leaned into that because when when I played him or when he. Send me the clip, and I already heard it. I he said, "Bill, I want to I want to give you my musical interpretation of of Jerry Jones." So instead of me just giving you a take, Bogish D cells now going to speak about Jerry Jones. One plus one has to equal three in order for the Cowboys to be successful. A musical response to that. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> okay, you went old school. Can you name that that song, Andrew? No. Oh, I'm not the only one. Wow. Sound of silence. Sound of silence. Is that what it's called? Yeah. By, by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that song was just a, a you know, Diesel was just a glimmer in his dad's eye when that song was uh, was written. It also compares Jerry Jones and his one plus one equaling three for the sheer sense that the man is overwhelmed by the job to Brian Kelly. Did you guys catch the Brian Kelly press conference? <laughs> yeah. It's pure magic. Now, for those of you that that, that didn't see it, you're going to hear Brian Kelly here. You're going to hear him start to chastise a reporter for being late, which happens all the time. Reporters are interviewing other people. You're you're running behind. You can't find the room. Literally, sometimes security just won't let you in, make you go around to a different door because they think it's funny. For real, it's, it's hard to get. It's not... It's not like an airplane where the door closes and you've missed the flight and it's a big deal. People come in late all the time, and if you can't quite make out when Brian Kelly says to the reporter what's happening... I'll just tell you in advance the punchline. The reporter is going to make a joke, a comment. Maybe if you win next time, I'll show up on time. Just in case you can't quite hear it, here is Brian Kelly getting punked by probably somebody who, like me back in the day, and maybe still, drives a Toyota Terso. We'll uh, we'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, 
enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we, We'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. All right, here we go. <laughs> Where did it, where did the accent go, Andrew? I thought I, I thought Brian Keller had a, had an accent. Now we're gonna have a fight today. You and me? I might I might want to defend him. What? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, Brian Kelly. In this particular instance, there is room for Brian Kelly to not be as wrong as you are currently presenting. Am I? Am I missing something? Like, did the reporters show up drunk? No. Were, were they were they on their phone? Like, actually, you get the eggs. I got the eggs yesterday. I, I actually, I, I do think that Brian Kelly deserves a little more respect than to have maybe if you win next time, I'll if you win, I'll be on time, yelled at him in a press conference. Unless uh, everybody is super unfunny and everyone was trying to be hilarious and they both failed miserably, um, I think... It was unnecessary to say that yesterday. Sometimes mean things are necessary, and it just makes us. Un- I thought Diesel had the best pre-take of this. Diesel, your perspective on this, I thought was really interesting. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> the musical version. <laughs> you said this morning that you think that this speaks to how no one respects him already this early in the local media. A lack of respect. He's coming off his debut. A gut-wrenching loss, a blocked extra point that would have sent the game to overtime. Okay, the reporter shows up late. As Bill says, it happens. It, it happens. Happen. It's not like the reporter wanted to be late, was trying to be late. Why is Brian Kelly not reading the room, press conference the day after a brutal loss? Why is he chastising reporters basically his first game on the job? Yeah, he started it, Bogus. I think that's the thing. He tried to use his microphone and his position of power to somewhat bully reporters for being late, and he did not realize that the balance of power has already shifted away from him toward whatever random journalist. Like, yeah, no, man, you're a loser. Just relax. Well, so we're all assuming a lot of things here, right? Like, we're assuming that this person, that it was a singular person and a singular comment, that it wasn't about... The whole room, like a handful of people just being late to come in and sit down, and Kelly was waiting to speak. I'm assuming that because he finished with, you put money in the tip jar, we'll have a party in my house, that he was kidding or trying to be funny about the situation and failed miserably. So again, because I'm assuming that, I don't think that comment from the reporter was warranted. I do think that he deserves more respect than that in that particular instance. So I will, we are assuming things, as we tend to in this job. I will just add this, as someone who's covered a bunch of these press conferences, it doesn't mean this is the case here, but normally what you see in these moments, there's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes before we get to this point. So a reporter saying that to Brian Kelly's almost never in a vacuum. There's probably not a great relationship there. And or Brian Kelly's been disrespectful a bunch. And or that reporter's got an attitude problem. Whatever. There's some other context. For me, the fact that Brian Kelly has so lost the respect locally that he's already being criticized by some local reporter, I think is really telling. And I know we've made fun of the fact that he had a fake Cajun accent for a while, but as a person who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, and who loved living there, 
I saw guys come in, like me, from the north who talk really fast and obviously sound like we're from some other than Arkansas, who tried to do a little draw, and nothing offends people more than people phoning things up. When I moved to London as a college kid, sophomore, junior in college, whatever, studied abroad, really fun, really great, there was some kid there, we call him Beck, I can't remember his name because he looked like the musical artist, who for the entire time, the entire time spoke, he's... He's from Missouri, like me. Spoke with a British accent. Did not go over well. <laughs> I mean, what a loser. You know what I'm saying? He carried around a, a, a cane or an umbrella, depending on the day, and spoke <laughs> with a bad British accent. And do you know how many people wanted to just punch him in the face? Right. What a punchable face. Right. I, so I, I think maybe that's part of the problem for Brian. Yeah, hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Yeah, and it went away, and then it came back, and I know they lost, but this also wasn't his first press conference because he's been doing this now since he was hired and all through summer camp and before the game. So they're all aware of each other in the room, and it may very well be a sign of how bad things are, or it may well be a sign of he's not funny and one person in the room decided to be a jerk yesterday. I mean, he definitely, Brian Kelly, in watching it, already had that glazed look in his eye and a little bit too much sheen of sweat <laughs> as the press conference began. And he, he looked like he had been slapped by those words. when He didn't know how to respond. That, that is true. He was taken aback by the response. Definitely. Am I wrong here? Like, he's calling out, whether it's that one specific reporter or, or the room of reporters, he is calling them out on their professionalism by being yes. late. And they yes. are, in turn, calling him out for his coaching and his undisciplined team. Like, hey, maybe if your special teams could get it together, I would also be on time because you don't command that respect. Sure, but I, I don't I don't think it's fair to be at that state. Like, you need to be at some point as a reporter. You need to be objective. But in then this. why is it fair for Brian Kelly to call them out? Yeah, what out? are you talking about? Respect it. You well, want because if they were you give late, respect to get respect. Okay, if they were late, if four or five people were walking in that room at eleven thirty-seven, at eleven thirty-five, they were late. Why are they not showing him this, the res- that respect? No, that's not the way that it works. Actually, the the guy who's speaking at the podium waits for the people to show up because you have to go. You can't go through the tunnel sometimes. Like Brian Kelly and every other person that does a press conference has direct access to those rooms, and you know this, Andrew. You've been to these things. Yeah. Sometimes you got to walk all the way around, or the security guard won't let you in. I mean, Brian. Kelly also could have, God forbid, paused for 30 seconds and taken the time to try to remember he's trying to fake a Southern Cajun accent. Right, and I and I think that he took that beat and then was trying to be funny, and it blew up in his face. Well, I don't. I don't enough. think that was all pure lecture. I think that was him trying to be cute, and it was ugly, and then somebody overreacted to it. I'm I'm not going to be able to side with Lion Kelly. And we call him Lion. Mean, he lied to his players when he left. His last gig, Lion Kelly is is the victim of some reporters, <laughs> some reporters mean spirited unfair jab. I don't know, man. Maybe he he is not in any way get my support across the board, generally speaking. But I do still think that in this dynamic, you've got to be a little more professional than that. Man, I never, I never. You know, I'm not gonna say that. It's me. I got you. No, I mean I would never like because. He but here's the difference: you would say that in that scenario. I never would, even if the coach was a oh, thousand I would never percent take it. wrong. I would, I would never, never take said that. Oh, I would never say that either. Not okay. not in a, not in the public setting. Well, then, I would say it privately, like I would say it one on one. But I I probably wouldn't take a jab. I don't like press conferences and I don't like scrums 
because I, I do think in both directions they become what I hated about college. Like, I like going to college. I like learning whatever, blah, blah, sort of. But, like, I, I couldn't stand when I would be in some history class and a teacher would be teaching us about something and some kid would raise his hand and then speak for five minutes where he'd pretend to have a question, but he really wanted to lecture about how smart he was. It does become, I think, people grandstanding in both directions. I would certainly say to Brian Kelly if he pulled me aside and was like, hey, writer, be on time next time. And I'd be like, hey, man, why don't you, like, win some games first and I'll be on time. I got other stuff to do. I personally would not have done that in a public setting like that, but I, I got I know what it's like to do be that job to be in that job, and if somebody felt like it was appropriate, have at it. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. D-cell. Yeah, sorry, D cell. I want you. I wrote down D cell and bogus, and I have D cell four bogus zero. That's fine. I don't know why I'm suddenly keeping score, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's inaccurate. I don't know. I got them right where I want them. All right, so your team, you know, your team, Brian Kelly. I'm team decorum. I'm team adult. Team professional. Decorum. I'm here with my family. <laughs> okay, let me, hear, let me hear it again. Can I hear it again? I'm here with my family. Yeah, you, team decorum. Team, what was it? Adult? Adult. Which is sometimes code word for <laughs> I don't like confrontation. I don't want to get involved. That's, I mean, come on, bro. Well, you Lean into your edgy side. No. I need you to get a little, yeah. Sometimes you need to eat, you know what? And. That was one of the scenarios where you let the guy be a jerk if he's being a jerk. Why? Or because what what does that accomplish? Here's my thing: people that cover athletes and coaches are adults, are grown men and grown women as well. And if you are spoon fed enough garbage and disrespect, and I don't know the context of this, I think you're well within your rights to speak to another adult however you want to. Often, people in Brian Kelly's position, I can't speak to Brian Kelly's whether Brian Kelly emulates this in his very so far short and, and unfortunate stint at LSU, but we'll, we'll, we'll just be disrespectful and talk down to people and be rude. And I got no issue with some reporter just being like, no, man, like, win. Like, don't talk to me that way. If you want to, you know, win if you want me to be on time. To me, there's more, there's more context going on, and I love it. Yeah, but the, but the context is his results should not change the way he or she does their job. Oh, no, no, it's not about... The idea that people are late to a press conference is farcical. It doesn't work that way. There's a reason you've literally never in the history of sports seen any coach ever say you're late because reporters are running around doing a whole bunch of work. But that's post-game. This is pre-game. It doesn't matter. You're doing stuff. You're filing stories. You're writing notebooks. You're trying to find sources in the hallway. It's not easy. It's just not easy all the time to be at this stuff on time. I've gone to so many of these things late. It's part of the deal, man. Well, right. So I, I understand that everyone I've almost been in, people have walked in after they've begun. But when there's a pregame press conference, there's a time for it. This starts now. So the postgame one is sometimes you're running in because you're sitting at your, at your desk typing and they go, you know, Brian Kelly's now in the press room. And so you go running in there. And that's different. Yes. This, was a, this was a regular weekly thing that has a scheduled start Even time. Even though so things, theoretically I, you can be late for it. I cover college football. Sometimes you're just late for that stuff. And by the way, and I can't, again, speak to Brian Kelly, it's not like coaches are always on time. I bet if you go back yeah, through you know every Brian Kelly, jerks. not all of them, I bet if you go through every Brian Kelly scheduled thing since he got that job, there's no chance he's been on time 70% of the time. Yeah, no chance. Zero it, chance. Except that it's his press conference, so it's, he's on time always. Look, either he? start it or don't start it. Either wait or don't wait, but that's I'm just telling you as someone who's covered that stuff, that's not the way that it works. It's just you can go. 
But to call somebody out for walking in late, to, to D-Cell's point, to question their professionalism, to publicly shame them with what's a pretty important spotlight, I think it's over... I, my guess is it's over the line and it represents a level of arrogance that he has displayed toward that reporter in particular or other reporters. And you can get away with that stuff if you win. That's the other thing. You win, you can treat people badly, you can treat people however you want. You lose and you forget you're supposed to be sporting a fake accent. <laughs> I don't... Diesel, what's going on with you and I agreeing all the time? Are I mean, we, okay? we saw this in Detroit with Matt Patricia and the Lions when he picked yeah. on reporters for not having respect in the press conference room for, for slouching down and he called them out. Like... We saw how this goes. You don't want to pick a fight with them, especially if you're not winning. Yeah, and by the way, every reporter is going to outlast almost every coach anywhere. I mean, the Nick Sabans of the world are, are rare, like the locals. And I also think people that are head coaches or, or, or athletes rightfully get really upset when they feel like there's personal attacks directed toward them. But they often personally attack those same people, and there's no pushback. I mean, I, I, I think calling somebody out for being late is, a, is, an, is an attack. We've gone super late, haven't we? Diesel likes it, it, though, because it's two against one. Yeah. So um, there's, no, there's no clock issues right now. Keep going. Gang, ganged up on Bogus <laughs> a little bit here. Hands off the buttons. But yes, ganged uh, up on Bogus. I can't confirm. We, we are breaking very, very late. We are breaking very, very late, but we've had a nice disagreement, and whatever, Bogus, if you win, I won't do it. Oh, see, I tried to, I tried to sneak it in there. It didn't, it didn't work at all. Is Brian Kelly going to make it two years in that job? Let's say three years. Yes, three years. Yes. He'll finish all three years? Yes. I say no. I'm, I'm going to go no as well. All right, so Diesel's taking shirt off a second time. Great. We're, <laughs> we're I guess, not taking Act, off There a is something time. to that. Tom, can we just, we got a break. Can you please take your shirt? Here's the deal. I'm not breaking next hour until you take your shirt off. How's that sound? It's going to be a yeah. long That's hour. respect. How's, Paying off that's that respectful. We just did a 180. All right, I, I do want to get into Pat Bev um, and his new best friend, Russell uh, Westbrook. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm sure Bogus will defend it. If you, if you want to stick around, you can. If you want to stick around and tell us why Pat Bev and, and Russ are best friends, please do that. Either way, that's coming up next here. Oh, <laughs> Bogus didn't like that. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from my friend Andrew Bogus. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Uh, John Patrick, incorrectly, tweeting at SportsWriter, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R, there's no reason for a reporter to be late for a press conference. I don't know if John in Idaho works at a, looks like it's a radio producer in Idaho. Thanks for listening, John. Or Bogus have actually ever covered press conferences? I, I don't know. Maybe a lot. Maybe it works differently in Idaho. But as someone who's covered a lot of press conferences... 
and I consider myself, I'm an extraordinarily timely person, and I am very keen on being professional. I've been late to many of them. It is often out of your control. The notion that there's no reason for a reporter to be late to a press conference is wrong. It is incorrect. Now, I don't have all the context of the Brian Kelly thing. I found it pretty funny. Reporters can be jerks. Coaches can be jerks. People can be jerks. I don't know who's in the wrong here. Maybe it's a personality conflict. I don't know. But there are plenty of reasons a reporter can be late, including, Diesel, the fact that when you're reporting and you see a source, like it's at press conferences where athletic directors, or it depends on whether it's collegiate or, or, or pro, or agents or some player's mom or dad that you know is sometimes lingering. And if you're good at your job, you have to use that opportunity to talk to those people because you're not going to bump into them at their pool in Beverly Hills. I'll give you an example. I was at the finals one year, and one of LeBron's people who's important to talk to, who I know but I can't ever get on the phone, was just randomly standing in the sort of bowels of the arena on my way to a post-game press conference, and I stopped and talked to that guy for seven important minutes and was late to LeBron James' press conference. And you know what LeBron James didn't do? He was like, wait, 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 you late, man. Because he's a pro and he understands there's a reason people are coming and going. And you make your own decision. Here's the thing. If you miss the press conference, if you're late for it, like I've been many times, because you make a strategic decision to do something else, or because security won't let you through, all kinds of crazy things happen, either you have a reporter give you, a buddy give you the tape, or you just miss it. That's part of the deal too, right? You're making a calculation. But people who are making these blanket statements have never covered that many press conferences. Or they've covered uh, press conferences that are the most smooth-running things on the face of the earth and are pretty straightforward because it's just, it's just, not, it's just not the way that it works. It's, it's just not. Like, I don't really care who's right or wrong, Brian Keller, the reporter. I've known plenty of coaches who deserve to be criticized and plenty of reporters who deserve to be criticized. But if we're going to get into the weeds here on reporters can never be late, give me a break. It's like saying a coach can never be late to something. What if a kid just got hurt? What if he had to call a kid's mom and be like, I'm sorry, but, but your son's not going to play for the rest of the year because he's been suspended? I mean, there's all kinds of things that go on in these very complicated professions. To boil it down to these basic rules is dumb. It's dumb. Is that the segment, d That was a really long segment. We finished the segment? Uh, just about, yeah. I was going to play a Pat Bev uh, pretending to like Russell Westbrook, but A, we don't have time, and B... It's all garbage anyway. These guys hate it. Oh, man. The Lakers are going to be very, very cringe. Can't wait to go to those uh, press conferences late. And listen to those guys sort of talk, but I'm late. I'm a bad person. You know, not because I'm talking to an agent in the hallway trying to do my damn job. I wonder what Ephraim Salam would say. He played in the NFL. I'm going to ask him next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 